Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life. And for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Our guest today specializes in providing private capital and financial structure for small businesses. This is a topic we've not really covered on this show before, so I'm excited to hear about what our guest has to say. But first, let's hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors, JAK CPAs, and Keys Strategies. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. For business owners... It can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson & Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. Hey, Poised for Exit listeners, let me tell you about an exciting new program that I produced for business owners called Business Transition Readiness Program. The Business Transition Readiness Program, or BTR for short, is an online, self-paced, cost-effective way for you, the business owner, to gain an understanding of what exit planning is, who's involved, and how to get started with the process. Learn more about this timely program now at poisedforexit.com. Use promo code BTR50 to receive $50 off your course registration. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with Tim Olson, who's in charge of business development for Honor Capital. Tim, welcome to Poise for Exit. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, Like I shared in the opener of the show, this is a topic that we really haven't covered before on Poised for Exit, but I think it's a very important one. So I'm excited that you can be here to share with us what Honor Capital is up to, how you help structure deals for business owners in transition, that kind of thing. Um, Maybe we could just start by talking a little bit about you and how did Honor Capital get started? How did you find your way there? Yeah. Let's go with that first. Yeah. Uh, well, loaded question, but I, I think <laughs> it's a good starting point. So in 2020, I actually was golfing and networking at Lafayette Country Club, mm-hmm. and someone there locally that I was in my golf group with brought up that Honor Capital was coming to the marketplace. 
at the time, I was in the equipment financing industry with Water Street Funding. And oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Reached out to Brian Slipka on LinkedIn just to network to find ways to refer business back and forth, as is common in the finance industry. And shortly within the meeting, it kind of turned into, uh, hey, who's Tim? Where does Tim want to go? What does Tim want to do? And mm. Brian Slipka certainly has that aurora about him in that uh pushes you to try to be the best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. And the more I ha- conversations I had with him and with Shay, his partner, um, after that initial meeting, I realized real quick that what they were starting was something that I wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And then I joined in January 2021, uh, probably the whatever the first business day was of January. <laughs> so last year was my first full calendar year. Um, and then this now, we're probably at about a year and a half mark with Honor Capital. So... Yeah. Fantastic. Brand yeah. new. And yeah, brand new. Here you are at the ground floor of business development. So that's a big charge. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Honor Capital was started uh, by Brian and Shay and Amber Benavides and Shay Houston in the summer of 2020. Probably two thirds of our team came from Winthrop Resources, which was owned by TCF Bank and was prior to the integration of Winthrop into TCF. Mm-hmm those three leaders saw it on the board that it was going to be integrated into TCF and TCF was probably going to get ready for a sale or a merger of some sort. Mm. So here comes Honor Capital because in the finance industry, there's a lot of um, what we call, you know, there's senior debt or bank financing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe there's vendor financing, but there's not a lot of opportunity in the middle that can provide uh, capital to these businesses on a creative structure that allows for them to really grow without a lot of belts and suspenders on Mm. that structure. Mm -hmm. And it's been off to the running. Um, Like I said, I think we're up to about 30 employees or just short of that right now. Wow. Uh, Yeah. We're, most of our team is in the North Loop in Minneapolis, but we do have a shout out to Jimmy Carroll out in Philly and um, we're growing. It's great. We don't, the uniqueness of Honor Capital, it's a very purpose-driven capital finance, meaning um, we we want to take our profits and put that into the communities and charities that we believe in um, and that we have values, uh, that we value, right? Mm-hmm. And it's unique because you don't see that a lot with other industries and with other, specifically in the finance space, a lot of other businesses that do that. Uh, so it gets me excited. I like it. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. So are you saying that the percentage of the profits from Honor Capital goes back into the community for charities that you support? Is that? Yeah, so it's, how does it work? I, and I'm not on the executive team, but I know it's not a percentage, but it's a large amount even just for a startup because um, Shay said it recently, which I it resonated with me. It's if you don't start donating from day one, and if you're always waiting to save enough money to then start donating, mm-hmm. you, you should have been donating all along, right? If you're donating from day one, you can be donating then for the rest of the period of your existence of the company and us personally. So yeah, we, we, um, partner with a couple banks in, in town, which is, is a unique structure as well. Um, mm-hmm. those being tradition capital bank and then choice financial or choice bank. And those values are held, uh, near and dear to those institutions as well. From what I've seen, I can't speak for them, but it's been unique to watch them grow. I know tradition is very involved in the Twin Cities, as is Choice in the Twin Cities and in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's really unique. Every quarter we make sure that we're out in person in the community donating our time, which I think is the highest asset and something that we can give, right? 
Um, it's one thing to donate financially, but to donate with your time, I think, speaks volumes. Yeah, I think that's a lot harder, actually. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I've been a believer of that my whole life. It's yeah. much more of a sacrifice to, to sacrifice your time. Like, you don't ever get the time back. 100%. Right? Yeah. You, you can always make more money, but you can't mm-hmm. make more time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is um, a very generous thing to do. So is it the same organizations that you contribute to, or do you change that up on a calendar year, or how does that work? Well, we're so new. So, so far, it's been the same. Um, we've had probably four to four or five instances where we've been out in the community. So individual, um, like the Treehouse Project, um, uh, Men of the Kingdom, ones that come to mind. And then there's a few others that we've been involved with. But I'm sure over time that we evolve as a company, those will evolve as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure that they will. Mm -hmm. So we'll be paying attention and watching for sure. sure. How is it, like maybe you could explain or illustrate how Honor Capital fits into the business community. Yeah. Right? So high level, I like to um, share that Honor Capital kind of has several different sources of capital. So we have our own source of capital, which is internal. We have our relationship with uh, those two banks that I highlighted. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, we can go out to the market and find external capital from maybe large banks or non-bank lenders. And we can really put together funds for businesses and save them that legwork. So we don't broker any of our deals typically. At least we haven't yet. Um, if we can't do a deal, then I'll make an introduction to someone that can hopefully get that um, uh, that need solved. Mm-hmm. But then it's just an introduction and a handoff and we're out of it. So what we like to provide is let us find the capital for you. Don't worry about how it's mixed together, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And then we'll provide your need. Um, what we do is typically is 100% financing. Um, we provide uh, project payments or progress payments. So, for instance, I have a client that um, took over a 35,000 square foot uh, lease of a building, and they're a medical company. They needed to pay for the whole outfit of the 35,000 square feet in addition to furniture and equipment within that. So their bank actually reached out to us because it was too large of a request for them. Mm-hmm. It was about a um, just under $10 million need. Sure. And when the re- bank reached out, said, hey, we can't handle this. It's too big for us. Mm-hmm. We came in and said, hey, here's on our capital. Here's what we could do. We did the full amount. And that took about 13 or 14 months uh, for the full project to be completed. Mm-hmm. But what that allowed the business to do is maintain their current operations in their existing facility, maintain their cash flow, and then all along while we're over there making the payments for the construction that's going along. Mm. And then when they transitioned into that space, um, then they started paying on that, uh, on that debt, of course. So okay. is there an equity stake then that honor capital takes or no, there's not. No equity. So, okay. um, in the unique scenarios, there's been those opportunities, um, where, Brian Slipkup or Shea might get involved, but that's separate from Honor. Sure. Um, Honor Capital itself is uh, just provides the the capital. Mm-hmm. So that's the other uniqueness of us. When you get um, when there's banks on the high level, and then there's us in the middle, then there's private equity probably below us, and or not even below us, but in a different bucket, right? So you can look at those three almost from a cost of fund standpoint too, right? Bank's going to be your cheapest debt mm-hmm. and that's not going to be us. There's times where we'll sharpen the pencil because we really want the relationship. We really believe in the company, but typically we're going to be right in the middle of that 
And then on the other end, the bookshelf is private equity, which wants equity or which wants some sort of return um, that's much higher than what we would charge. So um, typically we're very light on our covenants too. It will depend on the performance of the credit and the business. But the uniqueness of us is that we're industry agnostic. So we probably have seven or eight sales reps or business development officers like Mm -hmm. myself. A few of them have come, we have all come from different walks of life, which is unique. So some from Winthrop, which really specialized in tech and medical, some from Fleet, which did a lot of trucking and shuttles and fleet Mm. services. Mm -hmm. And then maybe me and one other that came from a general spectrum. So I came from US Bank. That was how I got into finance. And then one of our other reps came from Toro, the golf equipment. So no finance background at all, but stepped into it, believed in the company, believed in the values and aligns really well and is killing it. So Mm. the uniqueness that we can bring to the industry is Mm -hmm. that it's not so much the asset that we're worried about, Mm -hmm. it's the business and the relationship. And so long as it cash flows, we can help come alongside that business and yeah, provide the capital for that. So in what situations does Honor Capital get involved? Is it on the startup end? Is it in mm-hmm. growth mode where they're going from one you know level to the next? Maybe they're making an acquisition. Yeah. How does that look? That's a great question. And I love this answer that I always said at U.S. Bank, but it still sticks with me is it depends. <laughs> so, of course. Um, a lot of times yeah. banks have limits because they're regulated. Because we're not owned by a bank, we're not a bank. Um, you know, ownership is within Brian, Shea, and Amber, we can make internal credit decisions. So Amber is our chief credit officer. And then we have our own uh, internal credit team that supports her and then our own internal legal counsel as well. So banks will bring us in for a multitude of reasons, which tend to start with, hey, this company historically has cash flowed, but right now is kind of coming back out of it, especially now more than ever, right? With COVID Mm -hmm. 2020 was really good for a lot of businesses, but then 2021 kind of was a little bit slower maybe. Yeah. And especially with the, with the supply chain issues. Right. So the banks will come to us and say, Hey, we got this client that has a need for a million bucks and we love the relationship. We want to keep the account. We want to keep the treasury. We want to keep the real estate and the line of credit, but we don't really have any comfortability on the credit side with adding more term debt or a lease. And then so we'll come in and provide that need because we don't do those other ancillary services. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very compatible for banks and lenders. And in addition to that, sometimes if it's an acquisition, we can look at um, like an asset sale almost or a refinance of all those assets that's owned by the business, take position on those as a lien for honor capital and then provide the capital for the buyer to pay off the seller. Um, and in other cases might be geographic location, you know, maybe it's a regional bank and it's, uh, hey, this deal is out of our territory geographically. We don't go there because we don't have a bank presence there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, um, when I used to work at US Bank, uh, you know, sometimes they, they really like certain industries and then a year later, the, the wind will change. We don't like those industries. Mm-hmm. And so especially when you're a bank and you're regulated, you will, they will become full um, upon a certain industry, maybe mm-hmm. that's hospitality, maybe that's trucking, or maybe it's printing, and uh, just to name a few. And then so that's when they can call us, and because we don't have any of those um, concerns yet and regulations, or we're mm-hmm. not full yet because we're only a couple years old. So, mm-hmm. so as far as terms go, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna recap for me. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Is it 
does it balloon? Is it a variable? Like how, how does the financing work, the terms of the financing? Yeah, so if it's a construction uh, progress, um, typically it'll be variable until the full construction is completed and then it's commenced. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, therefore, it's fixed. If it's just a one-time payment, you know, you need a piece of equipment for a million bucks, one mm-hmm. vendor, here you go. That's, you know, typically our loans and leases are fixed. Okay, fully uh, amortizing. They're not interest only. Um, it depends. Okay. You know, there might be times where if it's a lease that there might be some residual on the back end where the client's like, you know, I don't really want to own this. I just want to rent it for now. Okay. And then on the back end, I'll decide if I want to own it or sell it or buy something new, which is really advantageous for Honor Capital because if we're in a lease position, we're in a much stronger position to be able to move assets in and out of ownership because we actually own them. Versus if it's a loan, you know, the business is deciding right now, five years from now, if it's a 60-month term, what they want to do, mm-hmm. right? And maybe the business is large enough where they don't necessarily need the depreciation, sure. which is a big attraction for the loan, sure. and they just uh, need the asset itself. Mm-hmm. So um, typically we're doing stuff anywhere from two-year terms to maybe seven years. If it's a very large ticket item like uh, an aircraft or I'm working on a unique one, a ski lift, Okay. You know, that might be like a 10-year amortization, but a five-year fixed um, loan or lease. Okay, so then the the financing is tied to something tangible. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so we so always there's no have... like, you know, AR financing. Or, yeah, no. Right? Yeah, no, that's not, where we'll, that's... we'll lean on our partners for that. Sure, sure, right? sure. Yeah, um, got it. Yep, we're always doing uh, titled, you know, we have some sort of lien position on a physical asset. Okay, that makes sense. Um Maybe we could just talk about a couple of scenarios, like yeah. you know the business owners and um, deals that you guys have structured to get, kind of illustrate how it looks, yeah. how it works. Yeah, I think the first one I highlighted, the medical office, that was very unique because mm-hmm. um, there's three doctors that are owners within that group, and the project being, let's call it um, eight million, they would have required to put down one point six million by bank regulations if they wanted to go conventional. But that's a lot of liquidity to put down. Mm-hmm. So we were able to come in and for a 14-month project, provide all the payments along the way and keep their cash flow available to them. Got it. I mean, that was very unique. Uh, separately, a trucking company I worked with regionally here in the Midwest had an existing fleet about, um, or I should say they had an existing um, debt position of about four or four and a half million. But they need, they're in the growth phase. And they, they earned some new contracts, so they wanted to invest in about a million and a half of new equipment. Mm-hmm. So we looked at that where what can we do for the company as a whole versus the bank was looking at how can we help them on just the 1.5. Mm-hmm. So we come in and we look at that 4.5 in addition to the 1.5. So now we're looking at $6 million and then re-amortizing that debt, which four and a half million had already been kind of paid down a little bit, mm-hmm. which helped their cash flow going forward and then helped their liquidity especially in the growth phase that they're in right because the more contracts that they they brought on then requires more people which we know the cost that's been going into trying to find and retain people these days so those are those are two that come top of mind and then thirdly Mm -hmm. i will put a plug in for one of my colleagues todd welly um had a very unique conversation with a company in the mountain range where we now do a lot of agriculture. So we actually finance the inputs for farms through a partnership that he has with this this vendor. Yeah, mm. so it's very unique. So Todd's probably got 200 plus clients, right, mm-hmm. around the, the U.S. that are 
buying these inputs, we're financing them, and then it's keeping their liquidity, you know, free. Mm-hmm. And it's very unique, something that a bank would look at and say, like, next, we can't do that, right? <laughs> right. But Todd and the team at Honor, thankfully, were able to think creatively, like, hey, how can we get into this? So, yeah. Fantastic. I love the creativity. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a can-do, right? Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. can make this work if it, you know, your parameters are a little bit more exactly. relaxed, yeah. which, um, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurs, they... Mm-hmm. They like to think outside the box too, so it sounds like it's a good match. That's yeah, it's awesome. Not, it's not no, it's how, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be sharing some very important information, so stay with us. Hey, everybody. There's an exciting event coming up October 6th in the Twin Cities. Mark your calendars for the fourth annual Owners Forum hosted by the Twin Cities Metro Area Chapter of the Exit Planning Institute. Our keynote speaker will be Super Bowl champion Ben Utecht. Ben is going to speak to us about how a strong company culture drives enterprise value. You won't want to miss this. For more information, check out the link in our show notes for this episode. We are back with Tim Olson and Honor Capital. And Tim, um, my final question for you, well, maybe my second to the last question for you, (laughs) is um, what would you say, like for the business owners listening out there who are thinking, geez, maybe this is the way that I need to go. This sounds like a great route for me. You know, I've got this opportunity to grow or acquire. What's what's the best fit for you or what could you um, recommend to the business owners listening? Yeah, I think when if they're looking to grow, which I think almost every business is and should be, right, is that we want to come alongside you and your bank to help that growth. And we want to be a creative and strategic partner with you because there's going to be items that you're looking to finance for your growth that the banks aren't interested in, mm-hmm. um, no matter the the credit quality, right? We have companies that are household names. And um, so we can come alongside that and really be consultative to you and the bank and find out where we fit because we're not there to replace your bank. So... And work alongside. I love that. Correct. Perfect. Yeah. Tim, what's the best way for us to reach you? You can go to our website at honor-capital.com, H-O-N-O-U-R-capital.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, uh, my email is tim at honor-capital.com. Perfect. Or LinkedIn. I'm heavily involved on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Well, Tim, this has been great. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you, our listeners, for subscribing, for following, um, for sharing the episodes. We really appreciate it. Please join us again next time.